Oh no, you you left. Okay, we are live. Uh, thank you. The other call, bro. We're we're live. <laughs> I know. I'm right here. I'm just getting my I'm just getting my vape. Okay, so I was I was so triggered. I've been like I am. I'm right after work on my drive home. The other Paul and I are gonna have a little chat because I was triggered. I was thinking all night about some dumb Catholic answers level argument. Not not actually. Yes, that is to say something against Catholic answers because it's dangerous. It's deadly, and it will lead to uh, a weak faith. So the other Paul and I, we're just gonna have a little chit chat real quick. I'm gonna, I'm, like gonna I'm gonna drive home, but I'm just gonna turn my camera off and and we're just gonna we're just gonna chit chat. So uh, let me turn my brightness all the way down. My phone does have ten percent battery left. So uh, let, let's let us hope that my phone doesn't die. Okay. Wait. So you don't have a charger in the car? No. Um. I have. My AirPods, um, my AirPods stopped working. Oh dear. Yeah. So AirPods stopped working, and well, it's not really my AirPods stopped working. My phone, for some reason, my wife's actually getting it fixed today at the Apple Store, mm-hmm. but my phone's Bluetooth is messed up. So unfortunate. So oh, yeah. uh, is my is my audio all fine? The audio is fine. The audio is fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna retweet your uh, your Twitter post so. Okay, but so the the argument I'm triggered with, it is basically the uh, argument up for the epistemic necessity of the magisterium. So I'm sure many of you, if you've decided to log into Catholic Answers, now I never watched Catholic Answers uh, when I was thinking about converting because it wasn't too much of a help for me. Uh, that that just wasn't my style. I I was uh, not i'm not in their normal audience let's just put it like that just normie sort of evangelical uh guy like basically cameron bertuzzi is a catholic answers like he, he is like ideal catholic answers bait right there it's like a, <laughs> it's like that's a, why they're grooming him i know it's basically basically it's like a groomer teacher with like <laughs> seven-year-olds like that is catholic answers <laughs> with cameron bertuzzi He's he's the ideal for them. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. But continuing. So this argument, the the way it goes is basically like um Protestant um receive a Bible when they read and maybe Protestant uh don't completely agree on what they read in Bible. Therefore, no knowledge possible and need magisterium to know anything. It was, is that is that a good summary, you would say, Paul? That is a perfectly accurate summary, even of the more sophisticated forms of the argument by like Brian Cross, for example, because that's fundamentally what it boils down to. It's basically just trying to, every attempt to put some sophistication into it is pretty much following a fat, is pretty much um, just, just polishing a fat turd. So yeah, that's an accurate summary. Yeah, so so that's the whole argument. And they'll usually go at it from, I, I'd say, uh, the way I was thinking about it. Sorry, keep, keep talking. My brother's calling me. Is that your, is that, is your ringtone really the, the Jewish song? Bruh, you're, you're something else, Paul. How long are we going for? Uh, probably like 15 minutes. Yeah. Honestly, probably like another 15 minutes. But basically like they kind of go at it from from two directions the first way is they'll say like basically um 
because the fact that you're reading the Bible and the fact that you are a subjective interpreter, that Super the Bible sorry. is basically sorry, useless. <laughs> I'm sorry. My brother My brother well, called me, asked me if it wanted to go to the servo. Um, oh, sorry, the gas station. Um, and uh, pick up like some energy drinks, whatever. And my no, my ringtone is the is the Arabic Nokia ringtone. Oh, <laughs> okay. So so basically, the first one. Whoa, whoa! Your audio is breaking up. Reading your Bible. Oh, am I? It was breaking up a bit. How am keep, I now? Uh, okay, you're fine now. I think. Yep. Okay. So basically, like you're some like subjective interpreter out there, and you can't know anything through reading scripture because like you disagree or something, something like that. Like when you read like John one say that the that Jesus is God, it's like you you have, you you can have no idea what that means because the Arians exist or, or some crap like that. Because so, someone disagrees somewhere. Yeah, yeah, basically. But I Pretty think much. honestly, I think this is like. The, that that's the worst of the two because they do realize I, I don't think honestly they realize what the word subjective means subjective just means like in subjecto so in a certain subject so by virtue of being a person who receives information as a subject by necessity and definition it will be subjective yeah like <laughs> like when your mom when you're when you're when your mom tells you like it's time for dinner like you receiving that information, those words of it is time for dinner, you are a subject receiving information. And it is therefore by definition subjective. That's it. That's it. The the most charitable way you can put it and probably how they describe it when they say subjective is that subjective interpretation is where you're not bound to a specific interpretation, perhaps by virtue of, of that interpretation being binding, but that it's ultimately up to your personal uh, investigation of the facts and then you make your own decision um, whether in, in, in light of that perhaps. So that's, that's, that's probably where they go more charitably to put up a subjective interpretation. But yes, highly imprecise, highly imprecise language otherwise. But even that clarification is retarded when you get down to applying yeah, it consistently. And it's, and it's basically like, um, it, it's, it's like so, such like epistemic, like pessimism. Like nigh, basically yeah. epistemic nihilism. Yeah. Like you need yeah. you need like a magisterium man like whispering in your ear every single piece of knowledge, or you don't know like that. You need to wipe your butt after you go to the bathroom. Like <laughs> it's like I don't I, I don't I don't even know how to how to phrase it. Like there there is no like almost absolutely no like serious like Catholic philosopher who would ever like take this this like sort of reasoning seriously. When it comes to like yeah. the way in which you can know something, and then second, they'll they'll do it from the canon route, and this way I think is even funnier, because they'll say that. Um, okay, how how will I formulate? Could, you, would would you formulate the argument uh, if you if you would? I'm kind of tired right now. Oh, it depends on it depends on which one. So so basically, like, like canon, how canon do you subjective know? argument? Like you can't know and like blah blah. Yeah blah. yeah, like without like, without more infallible authority without. Um, without mummy magisterium, or um, or yeah, without mummy magisterium, um, any investigation of what was the can- what is the canon of scripture is super subjective, and there's disagreement, and there's vagaries, and therefore you just can't know anything. You just you just you just can't know it. it's so unreliable, it's so unstable. 
We just have to throw up our hands because we're lazy tards who don't know how to use our brains and don't know the hard work of investigation. And we want the easy way out, so we appeal to Mummy Magisterium. Uh, not not because it's actually demonstrated as a true institution by the facts, but just because we need it to satisfy our epistemic uh, our epistemic black hole. Yeah, and basically the reason why this is dumb is the first situation they described was basically like the first 15 centuries of the church history. Like, yeah, just, <laughs> literally, like, yeah. like oh, but, but, but everyone before Phil accepted the apocrypha. But, no, 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 no. That's like <laughs> th- that's that's literally like fake history. Like you really can't you, pick like, this up. Uh, people, what everyone. people don't realize is like if you if you read like for example Francis uh, Saint Francis de Sales, the, there's a New Testament Deutero canon too, and they don't recognize yeah, this. That's it. Like Revelation, Hebrews, James. Second and Third John, Second Peter, Jude, all of these books, you, they were they were fought about for like probably mm-hmm. around six or seven centuries, and then second even questioned John, by some medieval still. Yeah, so it's like you, no no matter what way you go around it, like oh nobody could have faith. Basically, what they're saying is nobody could have faith until, as some say, the Council of Florence. Then others will say, uh, which I think is a more probable opinion, the Council of Trent. Mm-hmm. Like none of this, like Council of Rome, made up crap. Like that the Council yeah. of Carthage, Council of Rome, that's that's literally yeah, that's all. Local council irrelevant. That's, that's, irrelevant. Li- that's literally like Jesuitical nonsense. Like I can point off the top of my head of authors that I've read from the medieval era, and I get I guarantee Catholic uh, Catholic answers aren't reading authors from the medieval era that have like not included the Deuterocanon in their canon lists and have said that they aren't for the proving of doctrine, which is basically just the Anglican position. So this is like it's it's so incredibly dumb. Like I can't yeah. even express and what and what happens is the reason it makes me mad, it makes you mad for different reasons. The reason it makes me so mad is they actually convert people and I and I hear it all the time. Yeah. Is these people yeah. actually like take 30 seconds to read a book and realize that like, oh take crap, this, this this wasn't this wasn't as easy as I thought it was. And you know what they do? They just straight up apostatize, which makes them in, in my view. Like twice the child of hell that they were before because they came to the faith and then abandoned the faith. So it's like, th- thank you, Catholic answers for leading souls to hell. <laughs> thank you, guys. Woo, right moment. <laughs> Wait, Colin Gordon has a good it's comment. Like, First comment here. Even badass Kayatan questioned the canon list prior to Trent. Exactly. It was perfect. Yeah. Even like Saint, people don't realize this, but even like St. John Fisher in the 1520s. And St. John Fisher died fighting, if people remember, Henry VIII. So he's a Reformation-era martyr. The man denied the divine institution of the papacy. Bruh. I'm, yeah, I'm dead serious. That. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, it, it literally isn't as easy as people think it is. So if people how, just took, how like, not been. How would he not have been nuked for that? I'm, I'm sorry for that. Because, because it, but... because it wasn't real. Because that was an open, uh, like, um, in late medieval theology, that was a very open question about like, um, the divine institution of the papacy Bro. and like the relationship between the pope and councils. Like, you had Cajetan. Cajetan was on the other side, and he was fighting for the for the papacy. But yeah, the like that's why I say that like with the Protestant Reformation, 
I think it's a late medieval corruption rather than a complete innovation, like most most Catholics want to say it is. Yeah, like it makes. Oh, so you, you you just want to go against fifteen hundred years of tradition and just I hate that. Going, I hate that. I hate Martin that. Luther. When Martin Luther makes something new, you just trust him over fifteen hundred years of tradition. Bro, bro, I hate I hate that so much. I I cannot express how much I hate that argument because it's just completely wrong. And when people like when people just read a book, like. I honestly I don't know how Catholic answers like do they read books or do they just lie for fun? Like I don't know. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, they write hey, hey, they don't they, they maybe I don't know if they read books, but they uh they definitely write books. Uh for example, Joe Heschmeyer's the early church was the I know I, honestly I had no idea who Joe Heschmeyer was until like three weeks ago. Do you do you want to know the hilarious thing? So you know how they how Catholic answers basically goes for the low-hanging fruit um of like yeah. low church evangelies and they try to say it's either your Hillsong tier evangelicalism or Romanism? What do you pick? And to yeah. prove that, look at the table of contents. So look at the table of contents of this book. So don't, uh, I'll, I'll read it out to you. So don't forget, this is Joe Heschmeyer, the early church of the Catholic church. He's specifically trying to prove the Roman Catholic church and his audience is like the low church evangelical. Here are the topics where he looks at the first and second century um, on, uh, on on a couple, on, a, on like three major issues, mainly actually four issues. Yes, four issues. Um, which he tries to demonstrate first and second century, the early church was Roman Catholic. So here are the, here are the issues of oh, three issues, really baptismal rebirth. So baptismal regeneration, the Eucharist and the mass and particularly the sacrifice, of the mass, and then quote unquote, do nothing without the bishop or the, the episcopacy. Now, what, what's the problem do you see with that? Um, let me think, think he's trying to say the early church was the Catholic church, the Roman Catholic Church, bro. The Eastern Orthodox, uh huh, and the Angl- High Church Anglicans, and, and the, the, the yeah, like literally, <laughs> all of them affirm, like in some, even if not in the like most more literal sense of Rome, affirm in some way, like the Eucharist as a sacrifice. So, yeah, like everybody, <laughs> even that with was, that, that one, was like Ch- that was like Chemnitz's whole argument. Yeah, uh, Bellamy and Chemnitz went, went to like war over that. For people who want to see it, here's a table of contents on the screen right here, and if you could literally grant everything in Joe's book, perhaps bar any statements of the papacy, which I've, I've read through most of it so far. There's like almost nothing on that, which is really weird. I don't know why he wouldn't do that, but you could grant almost his entire book and stay a Protestant. That's how low hanging fruit Catholic answers is basically. It's, it's actually, it's actually incredible, but so I, I took us off topic. So, but, but it's kind of related to what we're doing. Cause this is like the, the Catholic answers tier argument, you know, it, it all, it all stems from the same rotten roots of just going low hanging fruit, all that jazz and uh, absolute skepticism, crap like that. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. And then uh, on, ironically, St. John Fisher was corrected by Henry VIII because Henry VIII in his book on the seven sacraments, correcting Martin Luther on that, he had, um, like the introductory epistle and the introductory epistle was like oh my gosh you're so you're so amazing and i really love you uh pope and like you're i'm gonna defend your divine institution right now and then saint john fisher was like ah, I don't know if you want to say that and i don't think that's exactly true it might be a human institution and then then henry the eighth is like no way that's so dumb john fisher and he's like okay 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 so that that there's your historical touch of irony so, so I'm gonna I'm now now that we've been through that because I I like I could go on for hours about this. Yeah. It it is like it is such a pet peeve of mine because you're not 
you're not helping anybody by lying to them. <clears throat> yeah. Using like crappy like like scholarship of like tertiary sources. Like do you, do you think you think Jimmy Aiken is like seriously out there like reading his Suma? Like just chilling reading the Suma? You never know. Oh, Lind L. Taylor currently stocking shelves at night right now, fellow Thomas. Stocking shelves is a Chad move. I just got them doing it. Very Chad yeah. move indeed. It was terrible. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. It was it was terrible, just a brief aside. I was I was stocking shelves and they sent me to like the pharmacy section and I had to walk past the contraceptive section. And <laughs> physically disgusted. I just wanted to burn the whole thing down. I was I was just thinking about how many souls will be sent to hell just just from that like brief section. Just made me want to burn it down and save. So why you didn't burn it down before you came home? No, no. Aww. I I like I get I would absolutely get if somebody went to their local Walmart and then just like Molotov cocktail the birth control section because you're saving souls right there. That's like, please, that's please, um that's please, like please, a, <laughs> that's an indulgence. Honestly, probably. Probably, that, that that's probably. white martyrdom or something. Okay, mm-hmm. but but back to topic because I know you probably have to go soon. Oh no, I but, don't. I'm, I'm, I can. I want to say like uh, whatever. I'll, I can say more, but um, whenever you need to go. Okay. Um. So I think there's two ways that you can salvage it, and I know both of the ways that um that you're going to respond, Paul. I'm trying to think of the second way. I thought about this like all night, but my brain's tired. Okay. Oh, oh, I wrote in my tweet. Obviously, that'll jog my memory. Man, oh, man. yeah. So you said one judicial is a judicial, oh, judicial. way? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. I literally thought about this all night. I've been thinking about this for like the last two years. I've only been talking to Paul about this, just like mm. as, as for a backstory. Like, I brought this up to Paul because he, he kind of knew my uh, knew, knew my thoughts on this. And then he's like, we got to do a stream about it, dude. And I'm like, there's no way. They, they, they're not ready for the truth. They, they can't handle the truth. They, they, they will, their heads will explode when they find out like the Catholic answers is actually just like the, like the made up stuff. Like <laughs> literally like half of the stuff I listen to while they're up, like, yeah, like Council- literally taking the side <laughs> of the atheists. Council of Rome made the. Council Room made the canon list and the apocrypha, like everybody agreed about it until stupid Luther took his books out of the Bible. Like that's all just made up. And then they like literally say that is demonstrably made up if you just like literally read a book. That's why James White's job is so easy. Yeah. Like yeah. go have answers any day and just find like at least like 50 just made up stuff. Get the best primary source on the canon list up to the beginning of the fifth century you can ever get. Every single canon list, including the early Jewish ones, but every single Christian one as well, from the from the, like the second century up until the early fifth century, with original language texts, translation, and commentary. It's literally the best resource you can get on this. And uh, you'll once you go through it, you'll notice how much prot posting is in the primary sources. Okay, uh, I'll I'll continue. So the I was going to say something snarky, but I won't. So the the first way in which I think we can save it is oh my wife texted me. Why did she text? Me? What does she want? She's gonna be like, why are you live streaming right now, dummy? All right, what she's gonna say? Why do you have Why do you have Muhammad Hijab on your stream? 
Muhammad hijab. <laughs> you know that um that 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 Muslim apologist, the guy like the big bulky guy, British guy. Well, he British accent, but like big bulky and like the big black beard. No, you'll probably see him if you see a picture. Anyway, anyway. Okay, I should pro- I should probably like I've been I've been baiting them for like five minutes now. My two ways to save it. So the first way I think you can save it, like properly saying like, uh, the, well, obviously if they completely reconstruct the argument, but basically um, by recognizing faith in the Catholic sense, because we would define faith as the intellectual assent to the articles of faith from the very fact that God has revealed them. So basically the Apostles' Creed. Which makes sense because uh, when it comes to the faith, which is handed down, um, the the regular fide, which is found mm-hmm. in in like Irenaeus, um, that was basically just the Apostles' Creed. For being perfectly honest, uh, he, I don't think he was talking about like uh, like uh, the fact that bishops need to wear mitres or anything <laughs> like that, or canon lists or well, whatever whatever people want to stuff in there. And I also think that's what Paul, that's what. Uh, Paul is talking about when he talks about the traditions by word of mouth. It's basically the the regular fide, the rule of faith, which is basically the Apostles' Creed. But besides the point, so when it comes to the Catholic definition of faith, we have to assent to those objects of faith from the fact that God has revealed them. That is necessary. Can't be um, even a mere um, like a mere moral certainty about the certain truth of a thing. Like when it comes to the Trinity. We have to accept the Trinity because God has revealed it. We can't accept the Trinity because um, we we have uh, some sort of moral certainty. So we, in that sense, in that case, when it comes to those articles of faith, we would need an infallible um, promulgator of formal articles, which would amen which to I that. Would, amen to that. Which I would at least say would not be sacred scripture. That was actually the next sentence. Oh, yeah, of course not. Yeah, because the, <laughs> the Holy Spirit's incompetent. Yeah. No, not because the Holy Spirit's incompetent. Because, and I, I think actually, um, I've, been, I've been thinking about this a bit. And I think there's good evidence from, uh, from throughout sacred scripture when it comes to evangelization being uh, chiefly through uh, preaching, uh, through the preaching of the church, through the mouth of the preacher. But uh, that, that's kind of uh, besides the fact that would require like a very long uh, sort of discussion uh, on, on that detail. But <laughs> it's my stream, so I'll say whatever. Um, and then, and then second hand, second hand. Secondly, um, I think that we can save that. So if anybody didn't understand the first argument, it's basically because something has to be revealed by God. It has to be an article of faith revealed by God. Um, we would need to. Uh, since uh, we, we would need to have uh, that promulgator who would promulgate the formal uh, article of faith after an infallible manner. So, uh, second, when it comes Sorry, to... Sorry, Paul, you went infallible. See you later. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Paul, get, get out of here. You're not infallible. You, oh, 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 not not the other Paul. Paul. The Paul, not the other And notice, notice I said formal I know what you mean by that. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't think it's. The I just uh, deny the minor premise and then sub-distinguish the uh, major premise and uh, do the 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 scholastic pneumatological analysis and. Uh, are you trying? Are you, are you trying to do my voice? Yeah. I'm kind of mad. <clears throat> doing a good job. 
<laughs> I bro, I'm a master. Hey, home, being being a loner, being a homeschooled loner has its benefits. I I've, I felt so bad when he did what's his name's voice last night. Um, Who? Remember his name? Guy from uh, Catholic uh, Answers, Carlo Broussard. No, he's not from Catholic Answers. He's from um, he's a really nice guy who you guys said looked like he was oh. in a restaurant bath. Hi, my name is Keith Little, and I am the cordial Catholic. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <You're so laughs> Bro, why do you have such a man crush on him? <laughs> no, he's just, a really, he's just a really nice guy. He is, and he is. I've acknowledged that, but oh, my word. He frustrates me with his... Oh, my word. He just doesn't change his arguments, man. Look, I understand. I understand. Um, But, I I mean, they're, they're pop... They're, they're pop sort of guys, so it's not... You can't expect, like... I mean, he, he literally converted because of this argument. He, uh, I think, yeah, I think he literally converted because of this argument. Like the, the the one question that made me Catholic, that was the one we reacted to today in that stream. Um, and I think that was the canon argument, if I'm not mistaken. How do you know what the canon is, if I'm not mistaken? I think that was the one. The same way you know what the canon is, um, before then. That kind of that kind of deals with the white question too. Like the whole white question is like literally just ignore it and be like, Well, how do they know? Well, they just they just knew through the same way that like the early Christians do the canon was the canon. There you go. It's yeah, not, that, that's like that's that's literally the answer he's trying to get you to get. That's literally the answer he's trying to go you to go to acknowledge that we don't they didn't have an institution telling us, Hey, these are all the books. That that's the canon. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the point of the white question. It's a, it's a very yeah, and I question. think then uh, that also that also cuts for uh, for my argument because if you're defining faith as dogmatic faith, then you can't. Yeah. Um, you 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 there there has to be that mediation of the consideration of whether a book is a book or not. So the early Christians before the promulgations of Trent definitely couldn't uh, base their dogmatic faith on the sacred scriptures alone uh, without the preaching rule of the church. So. Alessandro Volta, idea for the next debate: Should Christians have beards? Paul on the affirmative side and Christian on the negative. I, would I, love it. I am, I am such a sim for shaving. I, I shave like you bloody baby face. It's unbelievable, I bro. I, I get a man, beard. I would love to see you with a beard. I didn't, I didn't shave last night, so I'm, I kind of got like the five o'clock shadow look. Dead serious, on. grow it out a little bit, just a little bit. Doesn't have no. to be even big. Really, do it. No. It looks let terrible. me guess. Let me guess. My wife. No, my wife would actually like me like me to do. They that. get it. They get it. It's even no. Better. I don't listen to women. What? What? I don't What'd listen to women. My wife is a woman. Therefore, I don't listen to her. Bro, the 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 husband wife relations will be better if you know what I mean. If she wants to be. Ew, bro, I'm not talking about this on stream. I'm not talking. No, I'm not talking about What? I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about wholesome. Um, anyway, um, so the canon argument. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, was that the, oh yeah. So the second way to fix it is to, let me see. I got 5% battery. I'm good. So the second way to fix it is if you use it from a more juridical sense. So oh, the fact one. that when there are controversies in the uh, Gwei, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear. Yep. Okay. So, 
when there's uh when there's controversies in the church then christ has appointed certain judges in order to resolve those controversies on points of doctrine and yeah conceiving of the magisterium as it should be a juridical body not a like an epistemological puppet master like that that's the whole like ancient role of bishops is if there's uh, arguments within one's diocese the bishop says okay this guy's right you're wrong stop being an idiot this is my judgment basically like a lower court judge kind of like how the uh the old testament levitical system worked with judges um judging on certain difficult matters the law like when certain certain difficult matter comes up judge points him on the head and says no don't do that you're wrong that's just, in, in a similar way that's how the successors of the apostles with the bishops and uh, and, and all the way up there another bishop you go up to the metropolitan metropolitan has trouble blah blah blah, blah ecumenical council yeah. which is why well, it took so long because they didn't see it as this little like epistemological puppet master or yeah, from the very beginning, peter would have just been like giving out like <laughs> like ex-cathedral statements left and right yeah. if he saw it as like something so necessary that you couldn't even like have divine faith without a canon yeah. list like you think he yeah. would have like used used his uh ex-cathedra powers to do that um yeah well, so the, he, this, this he, element. until there was an issue with it because that's the way that a juridical magisterium works which yeah. is what it is it's not some epistemological sort of yeah that's uh, it that's it this 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 juridical this juridical dimension of it basically like takes it out of a, an epistemological argument entirely so basically the the, the catholic answers hyper skeptic argument is just is just dead you're just kind of putting something in its place but not really it's kind of a different sense in that because even i'm uh even i'm like all all for and even assume the normativity of like the past or eldership or whatever the structure for determining like when there's a dispute within their church like let's say within their congregation um dispute doctrinal matter the leadership makes the decision and that's that's the decision that's the decision that the congregation is going to follow and if someone doesn't like it well they can piss off to another congregation yeah, and I think or that honestly works better with like. I think that works better with the concept of the theological notes too, because the theological notes is when it comes to a certain doctrine. There are those things which are which James White he just calls them de fide, but it's actually de fide divina et catholica on divine and Catholic faith. Uh, something which is in the Word of God, preached by the Church after the mode of infallibility. So a certain example of this would be like. The, the Trinity is De Fide Divina Catholica because um, not only is it in the word of God, but it has been affirmed at the highest level of the magisterium. And then what, and then the penalty for that, if you deny it, is excommunication because, it, again, it's a juridical decision, but it also has, um, it has, in, in a sense, it has, uh, I guess you could say, epistemological um, results, but mainly it's a juridical decision. Yeah, when it makes it vision, more clear. Makes it more clear. Bishops came to the Council of Nicaea. They weren't like, oh, crap, like, what's the Trinity? They were like, oh, crap, let's make a judgment on this so the so we can kick out the heretics because they're wrong and they were acting as judges, not as, like, uh, I, I don't even know how, how Catholic answers can see them. Yeah. Like, they're just sitting there, like, waiting for, like, the light to come and, and they get, like, a new revelation. Where's like, my I, don't even, I don't even know how they... Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, it. I kind of wanted to like walk Lord through. Oh, uh, you want me to go first, or you? 
No, no, you can go first. You're okay. cutting up, cutting out a little bit. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Um, let's hope. Let's hope I'm. Yeah, my Ethernet's all good. Um, so I wanted to kind of like walk through why, um, why, why the epistemological argument in a practical example of why the epistemological argument is is ultimately just philosophical retardation. And we can think of a think of a simple example like let's say let's say John one right. So let's say in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. The word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And okay, and logos, logos, blah 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 blah. Greek. I flex my Greek. Imprintgreek.com. Um, <laughs> but anyway, and um, and we both say both us and the and the and the Romanists, right? We look at the passage and we're like, okay, cool. This affirms that Christ is God. Bada bing, bada boom. Have a good day. Um, now the Romanist responds. Oh, well, hang on. Well, the, the, the Catholic answer is Romanist, obviously not you, um, which is unfortunately a lot of um, Romanists. And they'll say, oh, but that's just your private interpretation. You don't have certainty because there's other people uh, who are also Protestants or just other heretics who, who disagree. So how do you know that your interpretation is the correct one? Or, or how, how can you say that your one's the correct one and not theirs? Blah, 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 blah. Because you don't have this infallible guide to say that this means Jesus is God, except for the fact that it says the word was God. But let's ignore that, right? Um, <clears throat> so we, uh, so they say that, and they say we have this infallible thing, this this infallible mummy magisterium who that will establish it for us. And now the problem is this. Okay, so to to kind of like illustrate it, we have so let's say. These are the, this is the Protestant stream, like method of interpretation, like the, the process of interpretation. This is the Roman Catholic one. Okay. So we start with, there's the scriptures, right? The scripture or the statement, like the specific text, the passage, whatever, right? There's that. And then we both go down the process of interpretation and then there's our brains. Okay. So the issue is that with the Romanist interpretation, uh, the Romanist interpretation, there's the extra step of the magisterium. Okay. And well, actually, for, sorry, hang on. for the Protestant first, the Protestant, for the Protestant, the text is infallible. All right. But then the process of interpretation and our brains, that's fallible. And that's allegedly the problem. Now for the Romanist, the text is infallible. Okay. And then there's the magisterium and the magisterium's also its process of interpretation. That's infallible cool, too. So the, the Catholic answers, apologist slash layman slash binger says, yay, cool. The problem solved. Uh, of course, problem you've now got the process of interpretation from the magisterium, i.e. magisterial documents, from the magisterium, those documents, to you. And, oh, shock and horror, that process is also fallible. And so, and the, the, the kind, the most sophisticated response I've seen from this is that, is from like Brian Cross, where he tries to say, he responds to the whole, oh, but you guys do private interpretation as well. And he says the difference, though, is that you guys start with your private interpretation and then choose your church from there, whereas we start by finding our church authority and then we submit ourselves to that authority's interpretation of scripture. So, no, we don't do private interpretation, which would be valid if we were just <laughs> reserving ourselves. If What? What? You, you cut out. You've ever spent um, around in yep. like an SSBX, like Novus Ordo debate sort of thing, you'll you'll recognize <laughs> that's actually yeah. not. Yeah, that's it. Well, well, here's the thing: his, his argument only works if he reserves what we're looking at exclusively to the scriptures. The problem, though, is applying this standard consistently. If we apply it to the process of actually, because if if we just leave it to the scriptures, okay, cool, they got another little extra thing. But what I'm what I'd specifically reply is that we're going to apply this same standard now consistently. 
And now we're going to apply it to the process of interpretation of those infallible magisterial documents that interpret your scripture. Oh, shock and horror. You still have your fallible brain to interpret that. And guess what? That's a material reality because as you literally just mentioned, the SSPX, you got the set of Acantis as well. And even just people who are within normal good old communion with Rome. Like I've, I've, I've seen friendships in my uh, in my circles where because I'm best friends with like tons and tons of uh, trad Catholics in Sydney here, and friendships have been broken on matters of interpretation of faith. So that is a reality in Rome as well. And depending on the issue, it can even be worse. Even something as to us as a Protestant, something as like as like menial and trivial as communion on the hand or the tongue that is big and serious in Rome. Yeah. And there are. <laughs> I will break friendship over over somebody who wants to receive communion on the hand. Point made. Point made. And there are other Romanists who will interpret um, sacred tradition, magisterial documents, as at least saying communion on the tongue is not the good tradition. And we, I'm sorry, the communion on the hand is not the good tradition, and we should stick with the tongue and all that stuff. And so the issues are exactly the same. And and then of course we also go to the issue of well, how do you hang on? How do you come to that authority in the first place? Oh. I investigate church history, and that may also include investigation of the scriptures. Okay, cool. So you get to you get to privately interpret all of these highly complicated uh, historical matters, which are, as as someone who studied both quite in depth, are very often much more complicated than the scriptures. Much more, uh, much more investment is required. So you you know you believe that you're capable of studying those and coming to the right infallible authority. Um, but apparently others are not capable of doing so for Holy Scripture. So in other words, a totally arbitrary standard, no reason for it. And I've received two responses for it. Uh, and I think, you, I, think you've, um, I think you were actually in the Discord for this, in your Discord, Christian, when we were doing these arguments. I don't know if you were in it for that exact time because there was that one guy, um, sorry, there was that one guy, William yeah, or something, who was basically given this argument. Yeah. And I was just like, all respect to him, just dressed him down entirely. I said this exact process. Like I asked him, okay, so you came to the... Good argument. I told him, I was like, I don't like that. Like, don't go for yeah. it. Like, don't bring yeah, it. That's it. Like, that's okay. it. I, Other Paul, do it. it the, don't try. Try. Go ahead. It's not yeah, a that's good it. One. That's it. I, I, I totally, I, I all respect to him. I totally dressed him down. And there's still like another thing from him and a friend that he got this from, like a more educated friend that he got this from that I still need to respond to. But anyway, anyway, um, the second, so the first response from someone else in that discord was, well, this, uh, the, the historical matters are generally like historical documents and matters are generally easier for people to read and understand, but the scriptures require like lots of background context language. And, all. and I'm just like, bro, are you freaking kidding me? Like, are you freaking kidding me, bro? Like <laughs> that is just, I don't even need to respond to that. That is just wrong, flat wrong. So no response needed to that. But anyone, anyone who knows anything, if I'm being frank, um, Hopefully that guy isn't watching right now. Hopefully he doesn't feel insulted if he is. But uh, yeah, so that's the one response. The other response is that, oh, well, these are secular documents. They're not inspired. But scripture has two authors. It has the Holy Spirit as well. And so if you don't have this institution that perfectly knows the Holy Spirit, then you, you then you can't really be sure about what it, what it means with, a, with infallible or good certainty and all that. To which I say also, okay, cool. So believers don't have the Holy Spirit. That's what you're saying. You're saying that individual believers don't have the Holy Spirit with which to know the word of God. And then they say, oh, well, I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. So I do have the Holy Spirit. So you do affirm if we believers have the Holy Spirit, 
that we can. Well, here's the thing. He'll, 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 if he says that, well, you Protestants don't have the Holy Spirit, then that's abandoning the kind of argument we're going for. We're, we're trying to compare system to system. Yeah, I know, Christian. We're comparing system to system. As soon as you start assuming your own categories to critique another system, now we've just dropped that um, that neutral comparison entirely and we've gone back to the, the main argument of I'm right, you're wrong. Um, so that's so you can't say that. But assuming on the system, we, we have to assume both systems to compare them here. Um, Holy Protestants, we have the Holy Spirit too. And the Roman Catholics, they have the Holy Spirit too. So at least to some degree, the Holy Spirit does guide us to the truth, uh, to as much certainty, to as much truth from Holy Scripture as the Holy Spirit, as and, and uh, well, really, even more fundamentally, as the Father wishes to guide us to, right? And of course, they'll say, "Oh, but that's still not infallible certainty." To which I say, "Okay, so what? So literally, so bloody what? Why? Why should I give a rat's ass about infallible certainty? That's because that that's the that's the undergirding assumption of all this that you of all these arguments that infallible certainty is necessary, and uh, yeah." So that's just it's, just, it's just retarded. It's just really retarded. And all of this, of course, every single bit of this, whether you're Protestant, you go to a Protestant church, whether you're Roman Catholic, you're convinced of that, all of that involves personal interpretation of documents. You make your own personal decisions. You use your own rational faculties. Unavoidable. They're in no different position to us. Even if I grant that you have a, that you have like a more like secure, quote unquote, process and authority for interpreting scripture, Fundamentally, you're still doing private interpretation on that authority as well, and so you're in no different position to us epistemically. I think. So, I think yeah. honestly, like the end of like the literally the, like the Platonic form of the Catholic answers position that we're critiquing is Jimmy Akin. <laughs> the man, <laughs> the man who, in his debate with Gideon Lazar, so Byzantine Scotus is oh. going to be. In that his debate good. with Lazar, okay, he took a like papal speech, like magisterial authority, like literally zero. Like, like you might as well get one of like Pope Francis's like bathroom out of going out of the airport bathroom comments. Yep, that's how that's how high the magisterial authority is. And he said that that was of more authority than every single church father. Everything mm-hmm. like that unanimous that is, consent of the fathers on the interpretation of scripture was wrong. <laughs> the that random speech, was pivotal. The random speech was was absolutely authoritative. Okay, I have to go. I've like not slept in forever. Really, really quickly before you do, uh, Linda L. Taylor's question. Really, really quickly. Um, what does the other Paul think are the means of someone gaining the Holy Spirit enough to know what the scriptures are? Um, the will of the Father. That's that's. Yeah, that's the means. Because like we don't we don't like we don't get the Holy Spirit actively. It's given to us. That's the will of the Father. If the Father wishes for us to have a super high correct knowledge of scripture, that's his uh that's his due diligence. Because everything's everything fundamentally everything's by the spirit. Um, but yeah. Anyway. That's what that, it's it's a spiritual gift, really. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. I just I just read this. Uh, one of the fathers. Even our raw rational faculties, to a high degree, are, are spirit. Are spirit run. About um, who was it? I think it might have been uh, maybe Saint Gregory the Great. I can't remember who, but Pope Saint Gregory the Great. It is. But they were talking about how like there is just all like plenty of room for 
for doctors and um, exegetes to uh, with with the spirit uh, guiding them. Those who have been given that gift to teach uh, theology and to uh, interpret the scriptures to be a master of the sacred page, like that is that is a spiritual gift which is given to some. Like that that isn't. In a sense, it's the prerogative of all, obviously, to know the faith, defend the faith, in a certain sense, even teach the faith. But it's only the special prerogative of some, uh, led by the Spirit to do so. So it, it, yeah. it's supernatural. It's not this, like, completely, utterly naturalistic thing that we're going after of just, like, oh, I, I'm I'm, I'm, much smarter in knowing this, like, haha, did you boom, uh, Paul? You didn't, like, remember this exact quote from, like, I don't know. <laughs> something therefore you like misinterpreted this piece piece of like new testament background therefore you're gonna go to hell like goodbye yeah see you later bye bye <laughs> okay so i will see you later and i gotta go lagrange remember patreon.com slash militant thomist um that's all i can think about right now so become a patron you gotta sub, you gotta sub distinguish the right link so that you can get to the right patreon page uh, otherwise, you'll miss the minor premise of of supporting the right uh, tier for Patreon. So uh, do that and uh, support my boy Lagrange.